Hello, Stephen. Or Erica. Ugh, do not get me started. Although this is a podcast, I guess that's exactly what I should be doing, getting started. You should be starting to talk. Did you know where OR came from? Uh, I, I didn't realize it was from this particular story. We just watched episode one of The Claws of Axis. Um, and I didn't realize that Bill Filer was also in the same story. So like there are there are things that I know about this story, but I, I have not seen it before. Yeah, this is exciting. Uh, I didn't, uh, the, the one thing that I hinted at, but then didn't bother to tell you, last week or last episode I guess wasn't any of that it was that Michael Ferguson was directing it (laughs) and now he of course we know him from uh, directing and producing Sandbaggers which is one of our favorite shows yes oh that's so good maybe we should watch that next possibly (laughs) okay yeah yeah I uh well you started with the OR uh yeah I really did not like the use of a probably homeless character who may or may not have uh you know mental illness issues being played for laughs and don't try to tell me that they were not playing that for laughs because the music tells you right there this is something that's supposed to be funny and not cool super super not cool yeah i hated that part 1971 it's i don't care it's still not cool i know i'm just saying boy oh boy we are we were less sensitive about people back in those days weren't we yep Mm mm-hmm but other than that, <laughs> I really like this. Yeah, like it's got spaceship, right? Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> when it when when you at the very very first shot of it of something flying across like in the universe, and you can just see a bare outline. I thought it looked like one of those rubber chickens, <laughs> like a rubber duck. And then like when you see it, it's like okay, well, it's not exactly that, but it kind of is. It's like a space rubber chicken. Is that uh, I, uh, is that a Muppets in space reference? Did they have a rubber chicken flying through space? I, Possibly that is not a thing that I'm specifically thinking of. Something feels vaguely familiar about that, oddly enough. Could be. Yeah. I don't I don't remember. I just I don't even know why I, I can picture a rubber chicken. Like where do I know that from? I have no idea. Muppets in space, <laughs> perhaps. I don't know. I feel like it's just a thing that I've seen multiple places, rubber chickens. I don't know why. Now I need to go Google pictures of rubber chickens yeah. and see if any appear with like famous people. Mm-hmm. That could be it. Uh, I, I was excited about Michael Ferguson because uh, I don't know if you noticed how quick and snappy, not only like the scenes were, but just the shots in the scene when they meet Windsor and the scientist, I can't remember his name, like the amount of cuts to different close-ups in that introduction i mean this is like this isn't like them in editing this is someone like call this is michael ferguson calling the shots and the switcher doing them or at least the production Mm -hmm. assistant calling the shots so like that is a lot of uh calling of shots and button pushing in one like live take so to speak um Mm -hmm. and it's very impressive ready one take one ready two take two ready (laughs) ready one Take one. Oh, I bet you it's probably like, you know, shot one, nine, two, ready one, next, do, you know, like it's that because I've yeah. seen like clips of them in the control room and it's like, it must have just been nonstop. Like, you know, the switcher has to know what he's doing I, or he, she, I could have been Shirley Goward, um, pressing the buttons and everything. And yeah, I'm always fascinated and, and mesmerized by early television production. I think that would have been fun. I would have liked that. I know, because you get a real sense of like they are a part of it. Like, you know, the camera people and, and the people behind the scenes are as much part of the actual action that's playing out in front of people because they have to like move their cameras around. It's like a ballet, mm-hmm. as I've compla- compared it to. Yeah. And also like at the very beginning where, you know, we're just going along and suddenly there's a crash cut to 
I don't even know what it is, some weird squiggly thing and, mm-hmm. and a not as squiggly thing and just back and forth and back and forth. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And I still don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool, wasn't it? It was like, I think it was like meant to be like in the ship. Here's, well, yeah. yeah. I, I sort of, uh, it took me a second to yeah. realize that that was supposed to be inside the ship because there wasn't really like a great indication of that until like then they, it was almost like, okay, so you've given me an establishing shot, but I didn't quite get it. And then after the fact, it's like an, an establishing shot at the end. It's like, okay, now I, now I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we had uh, Pigman Josh, War, uh, and we had um, Bill Filer. Who has the worst haircut in the history of Doctor Who? <laughs> it is well. Hold that thought. Oh <laughs> um, uh, uh, but yes, I think the haircut is part, just sort of the accent that he does. I can't remember if Paul Grist is the actor who played him is American or Canadian. I believe you've t- you've said before on RFS that he's Canadian. Yeah, I feel like I need to look that up at some point, but um and that some point might be now. Um yeah, so yeah, yeah, we have like American representation from the Pentagon. Um uh, what do you think about the legendary Bill Filer? Is he legendary? Oh, just because you guys have talked about him so much. Uh, uh, and other people. I I feel like Liz Miles has has talked up the story a lot over the years too. Um I mean, I, I feel like we didn't get enough of him in episode one to get any kind of an idea about how I should feel at all. Like, I don't feel anything about him right now. Okay. Uh, he he made enough of an impression on Joe that she could recognize his voice inside a space uh, inside a rubber chicken spaceship. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. He didn't really do anything except, I mean, he did kind of dress down uh, Mr. Chin. Who's another character that I, I had heard of <laughs> yeah. and didn't know which story was in. Yes, Mr. Chin, I think perhaps the ultimate of the uh, man from the ministry in the Pertwee era, Chin here, is very much played for the buffoon. Yes, very much. So, you know, I did appreciate uh, Bill Filer sort of, you know, being like, sorry, dude, you're you're a security risk, which is, you know, very funny because we just had him complaining loudly about the doctor being a security risk, mm-hmm. basically. But... I feel like unless he overheard from outside, but I don't think he did because we saw him walking in the the hallway with Joe, uh, that doesn't necessarily lend a whole lot to his character, except maybe being a little bit of a dick (laughs) because like if he had been there for Mr. Chin being all blustery and bombastic about the doctor, then uh, Bill Filer's reaction and saying, you know, you you're a security risk would have been like that would have given me an indication of his character being like oh he recognizes that guy's type and he's he's basically just dishing out with this with dishing back what the guy was dishing out right. um, but because he just walks in I mean maybe I'm supposed to think that he recognizes Mr. Chin's character type and does that just to to needle him but I don't know so far, basically, I just I don't have any feelings one way or the other. Okay, I, I perhaps think you know, just maybe they met him before, and they just sort of he knows that he is not from the secret intelligence group known as Unit, but he's just from the man from the Ministry, and therefore not to be trusted. Right. Yeah, and that's quite possibly mm-hmm. good enough, I guess. Not on his clearance list, at the very least. He's not on the list. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. It just it seemed like the show was. I don't know. It, I felt like I was supposed to be happy about that moment which i was um and side with filer because of it in a way that i don't think the story actually like holds out no but he's amiable and joe likes him so therefore you're meant to trust him yeah well so far i do like he hasn't you know 
he got he got booted out and was a little bit sarcastic about it, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know ran off to uh, investigate on his own. So mm-hmm. you know he's a good agent, I guess. Yeah. Yes. And and Chin um, probably vehemently opposed the uh, Britain's entrance into the uh, European Common Union mm-hmm. in 1973. If this is indeed before 1973, England for the English. Um, yeah, like I feel like that scene should be playing on a repeat in <laughs> a lot of places. Yeah, feels good when the Doctor sort of uh, like fights back against that sort of mm-hmm. attitude. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say something else about the claws of Axos. Did you find where Bill Filer is from? He's from Wales. Oh, I know. I, I didn't think that accent sounded actually legitimately U.S. U.S.ist. United Statesian. Yes, United Statesian. Um, and I guess I was ready to like, if he was actually from Canada, I was ready to chalk it up to like just trying to put something on. But no, that makes the fact that he's Welsh or from the U.K. Um, you know, it makes much more sense. Yeah. But he sounds like a stereotypical American, maybe. He's, he sounds like what a person from the UK thinks a stereotypical American yeah. sounds like. That's which, what it is. Which, let's face it, it, it maybe even still today, uh, whenever you watch an American show that has British characters in it, they they have a typical British okay. accent and they don't sound like they are from any particular region. Oh, yeah. Very true. <laughs> We've already... Sorry. It's... Autonomic response. Even though it's five o'clock in the afternoon as we record this, you're still tired because it's lazy Doctor Who. I've had two nights of crap sleep. I'm just really exhausted. Yeah, getting back to regular work routine is difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like it. I would rather just sit around and do podcasts for work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I do, and even I'm taking a work a day, a few days off for that. That's true. You've earned it. Thank you. But we're doing this because it's fun. Uh, hey, the master's back. Did you know the master was in this? Uh, you know, if I would have thought about it, I probably would have said yes because I'm aware that he's in season eight um, consistently. But I hadn't thought about it, so I was surprised to see him. Really? <laughs> yes. As a captor. That's the cool thing is captive. that his reveal... Captive, rather. Yeah. Yeah. No, the captors are still mysterious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like A, it was surprising to see him and B, it was like, what the heck? He got captured? Wah, wah. Ha, ha. Point and laugh. Because mm. I'm your fellow captive. I am the master. He almost <laughs> feels like he was like, uh, I really shouldn't be inheriting that title because I'm an idiot and got captured. And then we get a nice like close up on Bill Farley being like, oh, this is who he's looking for. He's supposed to take him out on it. Yeah, that was one of the things where Joe's yeah. like, you're just going to take him on all like on your own. And I was just like, I'm rolling my eyes at that point being like, okay, this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone from the Pentagon probably thinks they can do it themselves. And you said close up, but what you really meant to say as extreme crash zoo because Michael Ferguson. Yes, that is exactly what I meant. I had that thought and then it close up came out, which, you know, it ends on a close up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Big crash zooms are my favorite. Um, what else about, claws of access oh there's a um i think we've seen the last of her sadly but um uh corporal bell makes her second and final appearance um uh with a quick added in line about freak weather conditions because during the location shoot of this it was fine one day and then a massive snowstorm hit the next and so i don't know if you noticed but there were parts that were no snow and then parts that were lots of snow and that's why so they wrote it in that line to say oh freak weather conditions because of the alien spacecraft I like I did notice it and I was like wow that's 
I, it didn't occur to me that that would be something that they would have to do, you know, after the fact to make it work. So it, I feel like it was pretty seamless. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, snow in England seems weird to me because that looked like proper Canadian snow. That's what that looked like. Yeah, it did. I, I have watched rather a lot of uh, Hallmark movies uh, <laughs> and Lifetime movies over uh-huh. this Christmas season. And golly gee willikers, is there some bad fake snow out there? Yeah. My God goodness they use foam and so, like it's gross it looks like somebody's dishwasher overflowed and they're just like tromping through it anyway it looks like the cliffhanger to s- episode five of the seeds of death yes it does uh but this year no that was that was proper real actual snow yeah. so i was like wow impressive because it was actual snow yep. yeah. I, li- I like it mm-hmm. and uh, that was uh, that was a really good, you know, thinking on their feet way to paper over it, to add that line. So, and more lines for Corporal Bell. Yay! Well, one line for Corporal Bell anyway. <laughs> she, she said quite That's a bit true. in this episode. That's true, she did. Uh, this is the last story that Michael Ferguson directs, but it's the first written by the duo of Bob Baker and Dave Martin. It's their debut in Doctor Who, the Bristol Boys. Ah, I guess I didn't realize that I had been missing some of their stories but i guess i have no you haven't you haven't been missing any of them because it's their first um, i wish my po- a podcast could convey the look on my face right now i don't understand i'm <laughs> legitimately confused no i mean i like i thought i had seen all of their stories oh, oh i see but obviously oh, not because I, I thought you meant during the course of oh. this podcast like leading up to this point <laughs> that's why i was thinking no how, it's difficult for them to write ones prior to their first ones <laughs> I thought you were making a very bad, ridiculous joke. See, this is what happens when you're the kind of person who makes very, very bad, ridiculous jokes all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you'll say something and it'll sound like that. You're just like the the little boy who cried bad joke. I suppose so. I uh, just assume that you've never seen any Doctor Who at all when we <laughs> record this podcast. So I I just take it as read that you have no idea what's coming up after this. Who's playing the Doctor? Maybe no one's playing it. Maybe the, maybe the show is canceled after the story. Who knows? Yeah, sure. Probably, probably not. Uh, anything about the Klaus Vax sauce? Are you, are you enjoying the uh, the trippy space vibe of it all? And uh... um, I like the look of the axons. Like that's that's pretty cool. I, I, I always, I'm always a sucker for like metallic paint on people. Like <laughs> gold paint. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any metallic is like yeah. I love the uh, the Tin Woodsman in the original uh, Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, Not so much in the return to Oz. No, because, oh my God, that Tin Woodsman is terrifying. Mm. What is, oh, that movie has so many problems. It was I just, the mid-80s. That's what they did for children's movies. made them terrifyingly weird. I, I guess so. We just, I just rewatched that and boy, yikes. Yeah. It's it's still pretty disturbing. Mm. Um so I like the looks of them. I'm I'm not a big fan of the aesthetic of the sort of organic ship kind no. of thing. Like I I I appreciate that it exists and like they did, you know, they did a good job with it. It's just not something that uh, appeals to me. Mm-hmm. So it it definitely looks different and weird and alien. Um but give me a shiny metal spacecraft any day and I'm a happy girl. This is it's it's nice that, that it's something different. I that's nice, but mm-hmm. it's not something that I'm going to go gaga over. I I appreciate the craftsmanship of it, but don't love it with my heart. No, it'd be pretty gross. I wouldn't want to walk around in it. It feels like you're walking around in like in a stomach or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's like sphincters and things. It's um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, there's a doorway that I'm not even going to tell you what it made me think of. So, yeah. uh-huh. Yep. Um Nodding along silently. Yep. Uh, I like Joe's outfit. 
Yeah, she had like a cowl neck or something going on, and uh, like it was sort of an asymmetrical kind of thing, which reminded me of a sweater that you recently bought. Yeah, I have two sweaters like that, yeah. in fact, and I like them both very much. Mm-hmm. They're not nearly as sort of like shiny uh, as that, but she's got like a, a cute skirt going on too. And I did, I did also appreciate the, uh, you know, for some reason the doctor says, "No, you can't come this time, Joe." Mm-hmm. Like no explanation. Weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not this time. Like, so you came along for all the other ones with your permission? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, she hasn't been around for all that long, so. But uh, she's never seen a proper alien spacecraft. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, I guess it makes sense that, that he it would think it's not a great idea for her to be tagging along in this first contact situation. Um, so, but she's so she, you know, she's like, okay, I'll stay. And then <laughs> the tear says to Mike Yates, "Keep an eye on Miss Grant." Yeah. Because he knows her, because he knows she's just gonna run off at the mm-hmm. first first chance. Uh and then of course when um when they find the guy's body and they have to go off, Joe they say, No, 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 you gotta stay here. She's okay, I'll stay here. And she does this little like sad puppy look down yeah. at the floor and I was like, Wow, yeah. she is she is about to take off, yeah. isn't she? And then she goes and sits down and for a second I was like, Was I wrong? And then she gives it just enough time and then she's popping out the door and I'm like, Okay, thank God I was right. Yeah. Good intercutting too, by the way. I like the edit between her looking outside in the studio and the cut back out to location. It was like the exact same like shot where she's looking out the door. It was a good way to bridge the videotape studio uh, to the film location. That's true. It was a perfect ma- match on action. Michael Ferguson. Yeah, he's very good. Um, yeah. So, you know, good on Joe for, for doing her thing and, mm-hmm. you know, scampering after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. to the spaceship where she sees an alien i also appreciate that when she's on her way to the spaceship she's she's walking around the uh the the guards there that have their like machine guns yep. and you can see all of her but you can't see like the, the heads even like the faces uh, the face mm-hmm. of the guard in, in the front and he's got his gun and as she's walking around like that actor lowers his gun so it's not pointed at her which yeah. i thought was a very just nice subtle touch i don't know if that was something he was directed to do or just something that he thought yeah this you know character would not even though i'm an extra mm-hmm. i wouldn't be pointing a gun at miss grant yeah. so he puts it down i just i really liked that oh what a subtle thing i never noticed that mm-hmm. well that's what i'm here for to point out random crap well done on your first ever watch of doctor <laughs> who you're seeing a lot of stuff that i never did so good job yeah it's fun good anything else about this one um i don't think so i mean I'm as annoyed at Mr. Chin as I'm supposed to be, so yeah. that's good. Oh, and, and I love the Brigadier. His reactions to everything yeah. are just absolute gold. Yeah, I love when, you know, he says, oh, uh, you know, Mr. Chin wants to make the phone call, and he sort of goes to Yates. Yeah, oh, no, 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 Yates, uh, t- show him to the uh, the private line, direct, direct line, direct line. Go, through there, just get him out of here, you know? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I liked I liked that very much. Did you, uh, did you recognize, oh, not Windsor, but the other scientist, the one in the glasses and the turtleneck at all? Uh, he looked familiar, but I like not enough for, to place him like where I might know him from. Oh, well, first off, I thought his outfit and indeed his uh, countenance made him look like one of the villains in 101 Dalmatians. Uh, but two, it was David Savile, who we saw a couple of years ago in Doctor Who World in as Lieutenant Carstairs in the War Games. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if you would have noticed him at I'm, all, but I'm, I'm, if he shows up in episode two, I will look again. You can point him out to me. Okay, because we liked him a lot in that story. So yeah, he's yeah, he was wonderful in it. Yeah, and he's in here right now. So there you go. Uh, I guess that's it then for Claws of Axos. I can't stop yawning, so I feel like I should. <laughs> we should stop. It's five eleven p.m. Yeah. I am just. Plum tuckered. Yep. Fridays. Fridays, I tell you, tough work. But uh, we'll be back uh, in the near future, perhaps, uh, to watch more episodes of The Claws of Axos here on Lazy Doctor Who.
on the Incomparable <laughs> Network. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>